we always have ideas for the new year what we're yeah, going to do, aren't definitely. we? Definitely. And you know, when people here uh, all year long, but even more, especially now this time of the year, I'll be inundated if, if anybody hears I'm an interior designer. Oh my God, it's great to be an interior designer. I love that. Oh, can you give me a tip? Can you do this? Oh, I'm bored of this or whatever. So, like, you know, especially this time of the year, but all year long, we're always looking to change something. Yeah. And maybe have an update. We're fed up with a corner or fed up with something, you know. So I suppose I'm going to be talking this morning about what are the trends, the design trends for 2024. But I have to say, I feel uh, the trends that uh, the key ones for January have been slowly but surely coming in the end of last okay. year as well. So they, they were kind of, some of them were there already. <clears throat> So, as we're saying, there's no need to redecorate or re-renovate your home every year. But new trends can definitely give you inspiration to spruce up a space. Um, So what I'm going to talk about today includes the use of warm, neutral colours over stark whites and the newer trends of using blues as primary colours. So grey is gone. Grey is somewhat going out, but I will say grey is a neutral colour, no more that beige is a neutral colour. So grey is always going to be there. <clears throat> but for those few years, grey totally took over. Completely. In every shade. Yeah. So when you went into a shop to buy anything, it was, it was mostly grey. Yeah. So that trend is changing. And we saw that change last year that we saw that dark olive green come in, that we saw mustard, that we saw the pinks, the purples, the blues. Um, I've just finished doing a house and I use quite um, a lot of blue as accent colours and blue prim- primarily in their sitting room and their powder room. Yeah. Downstairs as well. Do you know what I love lately? Teal. Love it. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I have a colour actually here today. Um, that I've used in the the sitting room that I was showing you there on the mood board, and it is a type of tea. It's a blue. It's called dragon fl- dragon fly wing. Oh. But would you say that's a teal? No, I'd You'd say that's, that's a blue. blue. Yeah. That's, okay, that's more a blue. And I could see a little bit of teal in it, but def- yeah. there's not not much green, and it is blue. Yeah, yeah. But you love the you love. I love the, the greenier <laughs> teal. Yeah, let's see. I have a couple of colour charts with me. So, seeing as you're testing me on my teal, uh, let's see what we th- what I think can I come up with. Uh, so, would you be saying long weekend is a teal? Oh, it's more green underneath it. I'd say is the teal. petrol. That one, yeah, the petrol. Okay, That's teal so we're looking me, yeah. at a colour chart. But again, if you want to look up any of these names, um, if you just go put in the name into Google, it will bring you to the colour and the colour chart. So we're talking about long weekend, uh, petrol. And um, Dragonfly Wing is my favourite colour blue at the moment. Yeah. So. um, What can you put with that then? Like, I I always think pink goes really well with it. And then it gets stuck. Pink pink goes really well with it. But I think if you, you know, if you look at the mood board that I've made here, I've introduced quite a lot of gold and tops into that. Right. And the curtains that are there are quite a heavy herringbone tweed. And they're in a cream. So a toppy cream. Not a yellowy cream, but a toppy cream. So in the room that I've done, totally in that blue, um, there's a a top fireplace, very heavy tweed top curtains, and then gold and blue accents. So what's the theme we're going for then? Is it kind of cosy luxuriousness? That's like that's beautiful uh, to do all the the woodwork around it as well. Yeah, the same so color. we actually in that room, what we did was um, that was solid wood uh, cabinetry that we got made to fit the alcoves in the room, and it was all hand painted. Gorgeous. So that was four to five coats of paint, and also so the paint in the cabinetry is the same color as the 
walls. Yeah. And um, then we did want to go for the blue sofas as well, just yeah. to have that very dramatic room. But I think it's a drama room, but it's very classical, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it re- looks real cosy, doesn't it? It does. It's and lovely. we've got the, the powder room beside it, which is the downstairs loo. And again, I brought that colour into that room and introduced a lot of brass and gold mm. um, in in with it as well. So if you're using a blue like that, I think it needs very warm colours. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And would you have it. like the pops of like the mustard you the, have the there? The mustard and the gold is absolutely yeah. fantastic there. In this one, while we can't see it here, I brought in some, some green and some mustard in there as well and a Roman blind and, and some pictures and quite a lot of mahogany. So, um, and that's what the client wanted. Yeah. So as well as being the interior designer, I always have to listen to the clients. Yeah, and of make course. Sure, and make sure they get what they want. So, um, when it comes to kitchens, then what are we looking at for colours for kitchens? Are we looking at that same kind of green, taupey colours, or we're looking at the greens? So, if you're thinking of hand painting a kitchen, is what we're talking about. Um, we're looking at if you're going into a kitchen shop and you're seeing that deep blue, it 100% is muscle. That's beautiful, yeah. It's, so it's kind of like a navy. It's a definitely a navy, and in the shops you don't get the name of the colour paint, but if you did want to hand paint them or if you wanted to match it up with paint, but it's most certainly muscle. Another one that's out there at the moment in the shops is four arches. Okay, so like so a really dark green. A really dark green. Um, the kitchen that I have on my mood board that we repainted, so it was a solid ash kitchen and we repainted it um, in a dark grey and we changed the worktop up. Mm. And that grey is called Templar, T-E-M-P-L-A-R, grey so again if you're in the kitchen shops and you see a really dark grey it is templar grey yeah so is the wood kitchen gone now absolutely not right no so people are still taking buying wood kitchens ordering wood kitchens but the painted kitchens have taken over from them but i suppose why i'm showing the painted kitchen today and talking about a painted kitchen is i would say 25 percent of my work this year has been repainting kitchens and right. revamping old kitchens so to talk about what's in and out in kitchens so what's what's really in now is um revamping your worktop so what's very much in for 2024 is maybe all along we've be, if somebody's been replacing their worktop they may replace their backsplash to match it yeah so if they're getting a granite or a corian or a, a stone worktop they'll also put the backsplash the stone but what's coming back on trend now is having the worktop whatever that is and having your tiling back on the back again ah, so it's it's taken a it always comes yeah, full circle always comes around. so you know because if you are replacing your uh, worktop and you're thinking of doing the backsplash the same in a very standard size kitchen it's five to seven thousand and in some kitchens maybe ten wow so that's quite expensive so it's yeah. much um less expensive if you are doing a kitchen revamp or if you're buying a new kitchen and installing a new kitchen to I always talk about budget look at the options if you look at the trends for 2024 it is that you don't have to have all stone or all granite and push the boat out because sometimes that can be as much as the kitchen yeah so are you better off than maybe to have a subway tile that you can paint and it would be gorgeous and the subway tiles come in lots of neutrals but they also come in all different colours yeah. as well and I think that's very timeless it never changes and you know as we've spoken about through the year here you can paint tiles successfully 100 
hundred percent. But of course, if you're bu- if you're starting out and you're buying tiles and you're buying a worktop, you've no notion painting them. No, you know, in the but in the long term, you may do. But what I'm dealing with a lot of the time is revamps in houses, and um, there may be repainting the kitchen. They may decide to replace the worktop. I'm on a job, you know, um, at the minute, and they're can't replace their kitchen it's a handmade kitchen cost an awful lot of money probably 28 years ago in perfect nick mm. so we're going to repaint that but she's decided to take off the worktop and the tiles and you know put up some stone but um in my own kitchen i don't have a backsplash because my ki- i live in my kitchen yeah. so i decided if i put a big piece of stone there or if i put tiles there it would be too kitcheny, even yeah. though it's of course it's my kitchen. So I just got it repainted there before Christmas. I'm lucky enough that my brother's a painter, and I got repainted before Christmas. That'll keep me going now for another year. Is or it two. tough to paint tiles? Uh, the thing is, they need to be cleaned down properly, washed down properly with a solution, sugar soap, even fairy liquid, and 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 hot water would do that. Dried off properly, left dry, and then put a proper primer on them, and again left dry and then two coats of a satin wood or an eggshell finish so for any of their listeners that's not maybe not used to buying paint or haven't bought paint in a long time satin wood and eggshell are almost the same finish they're a semi-gloss you can buy them water-based so if you buy a water-based primer it dries in a couple of hours right if you buy a water-based satin wood or eggshell it dries in a couple of hours so if you did want to repaint your tiles it's an easy task to do in a and weekend. would you paint the grout as well absolutely okay yeah. Absolutely. But I've been painting tiles and doing up kitchens with probably 20 years I'm painting tiles. And if it's done properly, you don't have an issue. Yeah. And some paints are more harder wearing than others. So, you know, um, ask the questions when you go into a shop Mm. and um, tell them what your needs are and see how they can help you. Yeah. What I'm looking at this year, Karen, is painting a wooden floor. And I keep putting it off because I have to sand it first. And then I wonder, am I better off to get someone in to do it? It it depends on how, we'll say, how marked it is. And I don't mean that, you know, but is it it marked? Is our pathway that's very marked more so than any any other part or not? If not, a light sanding would do it. And then maybe, and of course, you have to try and remember what you did put on it in the in the last instance mm. because if it's an oil based you have to put oil based back on it and if it's water based you have to put a water based really? product back on it because if you mix try and mix oil and water together it won't work yeah. so what you need to do is if if you've bought it you can ask the shop wh- wherever you bought it and if you have actually coated it before yourself with a product it needs to be either water based or uh, oil base and it's a really good question thanks even for after ascending you know even after ascending if you know you're not going to send off all the products so you do need to know what was on it less what if you don't know because i have a clue it was yeah. done before i bought it yeah uh, maybe somebody in the in the know would know to look at it what it yeah. what it is you know but that's an important question oh, and it happens with it happens in houses if you're repainting your doors and you've had a glass on before and now you want to put on uh, water-based, for instance, and the glass was egg sh- was uh, oil-based and you want to put on water-based, well, then you need to put on an undercoat to flatten it all off so as now that that will prep is the right primer for your water-based. So it's it's always good to ask, ask somebody with yeah. a bit of knowledge in a shop or even take a picture of your doors or of your floor or whatever and just ask for some little bit mm. of help. When it comes to soft furnishings then, what are the trends for this year? The trends are... Uh, I suppose sofas are there in all the neutrals. Blue is huge. Blue was huge last year. Green is huge. 
my trend, my number one tip for a trend is buy the furniture that suits your room. Yeah. Buy the furniture that fits. Um, recliners are ever so popular. They're still as popular as they were. Some people need a recliner, um, maybe for health reasons, you know. Um, some people need orthopaedic chairs or type of orthopaedic chairs, again, for health reasons. So everything doesn't have to be matchy-matchy. Yeah. So, you know, if you have children and uh, if your children are teenagers and they like a certain type of chair and the whole lot, a sitting room or a living room or, you know, an area in the house doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. So I think the trends are we're definitely going to see a lot of blue. We're definitely going to see a lot of green. We're definitely going to see pink. But blue is the dominant colour. We're going to see more grey because that's an offspring of the blue. Mm. Um, a lot of colour out there. Um, the rugs that were in store before Christmas were absolutely crazy colours. So so an awful lot of colour and a splash of colour coming in. But it's just, I would say to everybody, um, buy what you like. Yeah. Is wallpaper still... Huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Uh, again, wallpaper, wallpaper being um, especially on one wall, yeah. maybe in a room, absolutely huge. And uh, what's really big is herringbone. It was in last year, but it wasn't one of the trends, but now it's one of the key trends. So herringbone be um, herringbone on furniture. If you go into any of the main uh, stores in really? town, you'll see herringbone and furniture. Um, you'll see melogen type furniture that the doors, you know, um, uh, how will I say, um, open in a melogen style. Lots and lots of herringbone. I, I think we're on three year of herringbone, but it hasn't been a really big serious trend until this year. Mm. So herringbone floors, timber floors in solid, but mostly in laminate and, and, and semi-laminate as well. And um, lots of herringbone furnitures that the front of the furniture, when you look at them, are herringbone yeah. as well. So that's absolutely huge. A nice trend, very timeless, very, very timeless. But a lot of the time, especially in floors, herringbone will cost more money to buy and it'll cost more money to put down. Right. So it's just something, because it's a trend, you make sure you like it. Yeah. Because if you don't, it'll cost you quite a bit. Okay. Any, any more trends or mud, tips for mud, 24? Mudrooms. Oh, I love a mudroom. You saw that on that. You love I a mudroom. Like, it's, it's the Irish woman's ensuite, I yes. think. Isn't it? The yes, mudroom. Yes, yes, yes. So the mudroom is huge. So uh, I've done a mudroom lately and it was a utility so anybody out there who has a utility, I'll tell this story, not to hold you, but I'll tell this story because um, you might have a utility that you can turn into part mudroom as well without spending big money. Mm. OK, so um, it was part of this revamp, kitchen revamp, actually, that I was talking about with the Templar Grey. So we had um, we hadn't the seat and we hadn't the hooks for hanging that we could see. But we had one long larder press that we could put presses in or put the um, the brush in and the hoover in the whole lot. But we really wanted the mudroom look. Yeah. So all we did it was repainted all that utility and we added on a seat and we added on um, some panelling in the back, maybe 10 panels, you know, 10 strips of timber mm. and our hooks. And it looked fantastic. Oh, I'd love it. But if, if a lot of houses now, if it's in the budget and they're starting out, Mudrooms are very popular. Yeah. So if I'm in and I'm designing a house, um, the chances are, uh, you know, earlier on, the chances are, I would say, um, mostly probably 50 and under want a mudroom. Yeah. 
and you know it's it, 50 and over maybe less children in the house and the whole lot maybe want to use their space a bit more but might necessarily need a mudroom unless they might be farming or you know doing a job yeah. that they'd need that kind of um, room but mudrooms um, are They're really huge, yeah. and if anyone's building a house I'd say to them whatever size your utility is double it double it because uh, I mean for any of us um, we need drying we need some place to wash which is our utility always. Yeah. So for our washing and our dryer. But we need some place to dry. Because if we're using outside for the winter, it's a non-runner. If we're using a shed outside, it's a non-runner because the clothes still come in half damp. Yeah. Um, so we need washer, dryer. Clothes horse. Clothes horse. You know, and you, you can get them that they're hanging from the ceiling and you can take them yeah. up and take them down and they're not in the way. You can all... Because sometimes one or two clothes horses isn't enough. There's yeah. a lot in the house or you have a lot of washing or you have to come back from being away or whatever. Um, some place to sit down. If you have a seat, even if you're buying it online in a very, you know, in reasonable stores, you can get seating with storage underneath yeah. for your shoes, for the, for the, I, you know, I don't have that situation, but for the um, soccer boots or for the rugby boots or for the slitters or the hurlies or whatever, yeah. and room then to dry your dry your coats when they come in as well, that they're not put into a press stem. Yeah. So hanging space. So there's there. Anybody's utility room, if you have any little space at all, can be adapted as it is to give you that little bit of seated area and hanging area and maybe storage underneath the seat. You'll find a space. Yeah, we don't ask for much, do we? We it's, just want a not, nice mud room. It's not a lot to ask for, because I tell you, for for people, there's we've enough to be doing every day, and if we could just find spaces in our house that work for us, yeah. that lessens our workload and makes it easier. It's not asking for a lot, actually. No, it's not. We might delve into that maybe another day about, you know, some people might get hung up on, I have no space, we need to build on. You don't always necessarily have to build on, just no. kind of no, look at what you I, have. I was, I was looking at a job before Christmas and um, they were thinking of renovating upstairs. So we went and we looked and um, the builder came or whatever and we looked and we thought what they were going to achieve by putting in a stairs and um, slabbing upstairs and getting it all done. The space they'd achieve wasn't worth money. Yeah. And they probably would move on maybe in eight or ten years' time and wouldn't stay in the house. So when I go in as an interior designer, it's a lot more normally than colours and and the whole lot. So in, in that case, I'm talking to the couple and I'm saying, look, this is the cost, this is this, this is what you're telling me. The builder doesn't know this is what you're telling me. So we're going to talk out kind of what their house needs to do for them now. And in if we do this job are they going to get that money back in eight years time yeah. not, a, not a hope but if we do this job is it going to add value to the house are they going to enjoy the house for the next eight years and will they get that money back yes they will so after a couple of meetings we decide right this is going to cost this much that's out this is going to cost this much this makes really uh, great sense for us for, as a family as a growing family for the next eight years yeah. and let's do that so a lot of the time it's always you have to be I would say, yes, dreams do come true and interior design shows and all and they all, all the passion and the glory and the whole lot and whatever. But you have to be sensible about how much you're spending and how you're using your space and is it worth it? And as you said, most of the time we all have enough space. Yeah, yeah. And it's just about achieving a look a lot of the time, isn't it? Uh, that mightn't be practical. Yeah, but yeah, but even I think sometimes you get bogged down in your own house and you don't realise what you have yeah. and you think you're missing a lot and if you were in and out of other people's houses like I am you're not missing that much yeah. and it's just sometimes um, the beauty's in what you already have 
Yeah, and making the most of and it. Karen, most of it. anyone who's looking to make contact with you, I'm sure you're going to be busy for the next couple of months now because we all have notions now about what we're going to be doing <laughs> to our house. So how can people contact it's you? It's 086 606 9009. That's 086 6069009. Perfect. And we'll have that information here as well for anyone who's looking for it. We'll talk to you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie